Welcome back to another episode of the Notorious OGs. I'm here with Dragon D and Honestly Hope. Hello, you guys. Hello. Hello there. We're going to be talking about love languages, self-love, Dragon D's relationship. Her very successful, long, up and down relationship. Because you guys are still together and you made it through. She's an OG wifey. Definitely. But, uh. We'll talk more about that for sure. So we can definitely say we're doing it in the car today. That just mind. sounds nasty. We're doing it in a car today. <laughs> in honor of Valentine's Day. We're doing it in the teenagers car. with nowhere else to go. We're doing it in the car. In honor of Valentine's Day. We're doing it in the car today. <laughs> Kidding. Sound and dirty. Okay. So the love languages. There are five types of love languages. Physical touch. Words of affirmation. Quality time receiving gifts, and acts of service. Have you guys ever taken the quiz and found out what your love languages are? Never. Mm-mm. Oh my God, really? Link below. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys actually just Google um, love languages, there's a website, and it'll, it'll take you to take a quiz. So I've done it before, twice in my life, full time. I can't say that the percentages, because it'll give you a percent of how much of each you are, but my top one is always quality time, very closely followed by physical touch. Maybe we should go through and explain what they kind of mean a little bit. For acts of service, for these people, actions speak louder than words. For receiving gifts, for some people, receiving a heartfelt gift is what makes them feel most loved. Quality time. This love language is all about giving the other person your undivided attention. For words of affirmation, this language uses words to affirm other people. And physical touch. To this person, nothing speaks more deeply than appropriate physical touch. So one thing that a lot of people don't realize that I've learned through school, I have a degree in psychology and just observations, we need to be spoken to in our love language to feel loved but we also tend to show our love in our love language and so that oftentimes will cause issues in relationships because like let's say Allie and I were in a relationship and hers was acts of service but mine is physical touch so I'm always trying to hold her hand and give her kisses and whatnot but she needs me to cook her dinner or something like that do a chore for her to show her I love her so she's not feeling loved because I'm speaking to her in my love language whereas she'll make me my lunch for the next day or something but I need that come hold my hand sit down let's cuddle type of thing so this often causes rifts um, and I think it's something that can be easily fixed once we're able to understand the quizzes online it's free how we express and how we need to feel loved. So I know you guys never took it before, but I'm assuming you can figure out from your experiences what your love languages are and how these have impacted your relationships. Do you feel like they have? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the ones that speaks louder for me will be the sense of touch. Um, Throughout this soon-to-be 17 years of relationship, we still hold hands when we walk out somewhere. 
you know, I'm always the hugger. I always, we always have to kiss goodnight, even when he comes home from work or I greet him, you know, it's with a hug and a kiss. And it's always that sense of, of affection, really, throughout the whole time. Like, I don't even remember a time that even if we were mad, we will still do it. And I think that's, that's interesting to know that, but that, that is one of the things that, that definitely speak louder for me, for sure. And what yeah. about, would you say Juan in a Million's love language, his would also be physical touch? Or is he like something else? I think it goes both ways, actually. That's, that's good. That's I think really it goes good. both that's ways. I've been together yeah. so long. <laughs> yeah, I, it's a balance because he's very, he will, he, will, he will speak a lot about it. Like, hey, babe, I love you. Or... Oh, okay. So words of affirmation. Yeah, words of affirmation. And it, even with me, like, I always tell him I love him. Or even when we speak on the phone. Even as short as the conversation may be, okay, love you, talk to you later. It's always those words that you feel them still. Like, mm-hmm. okay, that's how I feel. It's not like I'm used to saying it. No, it's, it, you still feel it. And then even in, with within our family, we're, we both, both definitely both ways it goes both ways so i know i said like um when i've taken it my quality time is number one but it's like so very closely followed by affection so that's probably the case for him is he probably has words of affirmation and affection like really high up there but the fact that it's yours too like it doesn't cause any friction in your relationship because you both share that love language so you both express it and are receiving it to be successful. What about you and your experience, Ali? I think the quality time for me, because you're showing me that you're taking time out of your day to be with me or to want to spend time with me. I'm really not like an affectionate person. If we're out in the street, I don't like that PDA. I mean, I'll hold your hand. All right. So but- our uh, hypothetical relationship is just screwed at this point. He's affect- so he's affectionate. Okay. But I'm just more like, all right, cool. I don't know. I'm just weird. How has this impacted like have you seen that now reflecting on it? Have you seen it impact like past relationships and not current situations? It has, but you also need to take in consideration that every relationship is very different mm-hmm. and every partner is different. So what I could have done in one relationship mm-hmm. could have been different to the other one. So, like, for example, with my ex-wife, she's very affectionate. She's always in my face, trying to hold me, hug me, everything. And I'm not like that. I mean, maybe in private I am, but in public, she'll want to hold my hand. I'll hold on to my purse. I'm just not affectionate in public and sometimes it would cause issues because like are you ashamed of me and I'm like no I'm not but I just I'm not that type of person so can't blame me yeah not only are we recording the car we just met with my husband so I know you guys didn't really see him come in or leave but like I made a comment how if he sat next to me instead I'm gonna be trying to sit here and hold his hand the whole time and whatnot so he came in kiss his little cheeky cheeky, like you like a baby 
and I held his hand, and he was like, he thought we are not together. But he puts up with it because he knows, like, that's me and that's what I do. Whereas he is more words. But even when I went to say bye to him, I'm like, all right, give me your cheek. And I gave him, like, a million kisses on his cheek and was holding his hand the whole time. And, like, give him the longest hug because that's, like, me. And then my two kind of feed together because if we're spending time together, quality time, then I can get the affection part, too. I think with talking with a lot of friends recently, there's marriages I see that it kind of, is difficult and they don't really have an intimate relationship because one person's love language is something else and the other person's is this mm-hmm. and once they're aware one party is willing to a- accommodate and understand oh i need to show my partner i love them through their love language because that's how they understand it but the other partner doesn't do that necessarily so i see that it causes like a lot of friction in relationships but it's something that's so easy to fix because even you um, will give affection in private, just not public. So, like, your partner in the past could have gotten that need met in private and felt loved. I definitely think it's it's more important. A lot of people don't know about it. And I think if more people kind of, like, read into it, it, it makes sense. Now that you mentioned it, it makes sense to me as to why we went so well after so long. Mm-hmm. I know in past relationships, if I would have known about it, of course, I would have taken the test and kind of like, let me figure this out. But in past relationships, has been kind of like the opposite, always, always, always. But in past relationships, I also remember kind of like always being so confused as to why I'm giving so much and not receiving enough. And, and I guess that's just the imbalance, right? Just part of that, 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 that self-love and those things that, I guess, I don't know if we were not compatible or what, but it just took a lot, a lot of toll in the love language that we had. Yeah. So now I understand. And I think, like you just mentioned, like self-love, we, and I mentioned, you know, needs be, because if we're not feeling loved, that's going to cause conflict within ourselves and issues within the relationship and within ourselves. So it's important, like, self-love. We have to make sure our needs are getting met. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't be with someone that's always telling me, oh, I love you, this, this, and that. But then I'm expecting you, to make, like you said, make time for me. So I know that. But we also have to focus on our self-love and our own needs being met. And that's important in a relationship. And having that balance, not only am I communicating to them that I love them and they know that, but how am I making sure that I'm loving myself in a relationship? Like my mom's always telling me, you got to love yourself first before you can love anybody else. And I think that's very true because how can you love somebody else if you don't love yourself? Especially for us women, we have to have so much in consideration when that, would that, when you put that in perspective, right? My mom tells me the same thing. She's like, you know, you need to, in my past relationship, it was a very, very bad relationship. Um, she used to always tell me, I don't think you're loving yourself enough to, to, to continue to be in that toxic relationship. You need to kind of sit down with yourself, get to know yourself a little better, love yourself a little bit more, and then you can go ahead and continue that path or even open your eyes to realize whether or not you want to continue that, that, that toxic relationship. I also think that self-love 
speaks a lot on self-care, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's mentally, emotionally, physically, whatever it is that makes you happy, really. That also speaks to me about, you know, loving yourself, taking care for yourself, taking care of, of things that you like to do, you know, doing hobbies that you like, doing things that you like, eating what you like, just, you know, watching the videos that you want, listening to the music that you like. I mean, doing things that you really, really, that nurture you a lot. I think that that also goes a long way when, when it comes to self-love, self-care. Yeah. But other than self-care, like, how do we show ourselves self-love besides doing just the activities we love or doing our nails or whatever, like we talked about on the New Year's episode? For me, it's harder because as you guys, you know, discuss what we all kind of discussed in the dating advice that you guys were giving me. Like, I, I don't make time for myself. So, and that's something that I spoke on before, like for my new years and what I want to do different this year, I need to spend more time on me, but I don't even know where to begin because I haven't for so long. So, I mean, like I was able to name self-care stuff, but like how, how else do we meet those needs and show ourselves love? I think number one would be, don't be afraid to seek for help, right? If you don't have a babysitter. You know, don't don't feel afraid to ask to see if someone you know or somebody close to you can watch your kids for a couple of hours. It doesn't even have to be the whole day. But those few hours that you spend with yourself and you take care of the stuff that you like, you know, it kind of, it gives you back that, that self-care for yourself. And so, yeah, so don't feel, feel afraid to ask for help. And I actually have been, um, I have that issue. I have an issue that, you know, I feel that I'm Wonder Woman, that I, I don't need anybody's help, that I, I don't supposed to deal with anybody's BS, that I don't want I don't wanna be pretty much kinda like I don't have to deal with anyone. Well and when two, it comes to support, right? because if you want something done right, do it yourself, right? That's that's it the other thing that I that I think a lot. Like if, if I know I can take care of my kids, who's gonna do it better than myself, right? But at the same time, it's like then if I take all that in, then I shouldn't complain about my self-care and the time that I don't have for myself. So now what is it that is going to, what are those, those opportunities that are going to be able to say, okay, you know, I have to really think about it, recognize that I need the help, recognize that I need time for myself. And as an example for today, I said, you know what? I love my kids um, as much as I love to be with them and I miss them throughout the day because I work from home. I am going to allow my um, my my in-laws to pick them up and take care of them. Although I'm so eager to have them at home, but you know, I said no. I'm gonna hang out with my girls and I'm going to you know record an episode. And this is fun. And this so is self-care, mental health, right? Yeah. And yep. this is Absolutely. this is part of that. At the same time, you know, for the women out there that don't have that support, you know, and. Um, and, and don't have any type of support none so ever, you know, I say is, you know, even the two minutes that you have free to listen to that, that song that you like so much, you know, to really kind of like catch up on your novella, you know, maybe like five minutes of the episode, those little things, you know, just do them, you know, anything that you like, 
you you know you can and then sometimes even for the for us for all of us it, the laundry could wait the mm-hmm. dishes could wait you know that's one thing i can say i do like if it comes to leaving dishes in my sink mm-hmm. or okay i can get an extra hour of sleep like mm-hmm. i'm going to go sleep but part of that is because i'm i'm going to be a cranky mess to be getting up in the morning and, and dealing with the kids dealing with work interacting with anybody like the other day i had an attitude i recognized it i separated myself i told you guys that's part of the reason why i had an attitude like i'm good at recognizing it but i'm gonna choose my extra hour of sleep over not having the dishes in the sink and so i guess that is a way like i choose self-love because i need my rest and if i don't have my rest i'm not gonna function and then also you were saying um like asking for help so my thing is when I do ask for help, I feel like I'm a burden to people. And I don't want to burden people, especially if it it's something that's my choice. Like, my kids were my choice. They're my responsibility, my sole responsibility. Like, no one is, in, I'm not entitled to have help, right? But in reality, it takes a village. Uh-huh. But I really struggle with feeling like I'm a burden. So then I don't like to ask people. And then if I do ask people and they make it, like, give kickback about like why are you asking me or why are you asking me now or then i just feel even worse and it's like well i'll get it out (laughs) forget it i'm gonna figure it out on my own and then i'm gonna sit here and struggle rather than ask for help so not only because like wonder woman right Mm -hmm. but now also not only do i feel like i have to be wonder woman like you but i feel like i don't want to be a burden to anybody yeah but tying that into relationships I think whether it was my parents or family relationships or past intimate relationships, I've been made to feel that way, uh-huh. you know, cause no one in reality should actually feel that way. Right. I think there's relationships and, and situations that kind of, in a way, traumatize you to feel that way. Yeah. Cause I feel the same way. Like I'm like, I don't want to deal with people, you know, people making me feel bad. And I'm a very emotional person. Like, something that may be said or I could just literally twist it and I can think about it and I'm going to be blaming myself for a very long time, yeah. right? And it happens all the time. But now, literally, like I said to this year, I said this year is going to be a little different. I'm going to try things a little different, even if it hurts me or if it, if it bothers me a bit. And I've seen a difference. I've, I've definitely seen a difference. And now, you know, you, you you've met an amount of people that support you hope you know and i hope you know that i hope you you. feel that way because just like you are there for us and you're so you know you're always like so giving you know just allow yourself to also know that we're here for you You i feel like i annoy everybody (laughs) no hearts for hope hearts for hope i feel like i annoy people sometimes because you know, in reality, you guys have been there. And I know outside, outside of the group of people we're talking about, like, I lean very heavily on two of my best friends. And right now, one of them more so than the other. Cause I, and that's the thing. Like, even with them, I feel like, yeah, they're my best friends and they're going to be here for me when they can be. And, you know, they'll pick up when they can. But, like, everyone has their own stuff, you know. And I don't want to add to anyone else's stuff. As much like I spoke about before when we were talking about like the new years and the two two-way relationships like i want to make sure if i'm taking from you guys if i'm venting to you like 
hey, I'm here too. Reach out mm-hmm. to me. So that just all is funny because it all just ties back into everything I've been speaking about, like, every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, I don't want to feel like I'm a burden. I do appreciate you guys being here for me. If you see me pull away, you definitely have to come bother me and be like, look, it's it's okay. Unfortunately, I need reassurance. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's friendship or intimate relationship or whatever, just because I've been made to feel at some point like I'm a burden or I can't depend on people. Mm-hmm. So I think part of self-love outside of the self-care is recognizing our traumas mm-hmm. and like trying to come past, come past them and, and what can we do better in our relationships and work on ourselves to make a relationship better like I come from a very toxic relationship like my first real relationship outside of high school like those two years and a half were really bad like I became a different person I lost friends I was literally submitted to somebody who just wanted my every most attention everything everything I depended on him financially emotionally mentally it was just so draining and at one point I decided that I was done like the person that I saw myself in the mirror like I didn't know so after two years I was like I'm done and I walked away like I knew to recognize like all right I need to change something or something is gonna it's gonna happen so when I walked away I made a promise to myself that I would never allow another man control me, be the way that I had experienced that relationship. So with every relationship as I've gone, you know, there's been at times where I've pushed people away because I've been so scared of opening myself up and being that person that that I didn't know how to be. And with my ex-wife I really learned to open myself like vocally to express like what I do like what I don't like like if I don't like something that you're doing like yo stop like that things like that like I'm slowly but surely have been undoing because I'm a past experiences and I feel like that's all part of the self-love that I need to give myself because if I don't, if I don't let the respect come from me, how am I going to expect others to respect me? Yes, exactly. And I, so I'm not as big on, if I don't love myself, how can someone else love me? Because if you don't love yourself, I still love you. If you don't love yourself, I still love you. But as far as the self-respect, yes. Because if I don't respect myself, how are you going to respect me? That I completely 100% agree with. I'm, glad you recognize this and like work on it it's so important yeah so I mean that I think to me that's one of the things that I walked away from my marriage is having that self-respect for myself and the self-love for myself to know like you know like I gotta make the changes for me I gotta love me I gotta respect me in order for my future relationships to really flourish so talk to us a little bit about your relationship and how you guys made it to 17 years of marriage. Sure, Ali. So uh, one of the things that I want to say 
I am not an expert on relationship advice, so that's a disclosure. And what I'm about to talk about um, is definitely uh, just my personal experience, right? So mm-hmm. some of the things that I believe have contributed to our 17-year relationship now, what I'm about to tell you also is not is not in any order of importance because all of them are important. Uh, but I think one of them is honesty. Um, and as we know, this, you know, for everybody comes in different ways, shapes and forms, right? So let's say, for example, if I cook a meal, I want him to be honest and provide me with feedback. And also, I want to be open uh, for him to give me con- constructive criticism, right? To be honest with me, was it good, was it not? Um, and just to be open to whatever he says, right? And that's one of the things that we, o- we always use. Every time I cook or every time I make something, you know, he definitely will point out the good things, the negative, um, just for our, our, our relationship. Uh, the, another thing that I also notice is um, I also like that he lets me know the way I look when we go out, whether you think he's appropriate, whether he's not, you know, I'm the type of person that I, uh, I'm very self-conscious, but I tend to have a lot of the stuff in my wardrobe is very showy. And, you know, obviously we we go into a family reunion. I want him to feel comfortable, you know, and to give me obviously like honest feedback, like, no, he's showing too much. No, I think he was okay. Right. And um, mm-hmm. I think that has also contributed to, to, to how we deal in a daily basis. Other things that uh, we also have come across with honesty is the way that I converse, um, uh, I converse or communicate amongst our friends or family. If I say something inappropriate, he will point it out for sure. And I will do the same thing for him. Right. If let's say, for example, uh, we, we may not, we may probably like a little bit of discretion in whatever we're talking about. Back home, he will tell me, right, like, Diana, you could have said something different, you know, I heard you said this, you know, and, and I'm always trying to, you know, we're kind of flourishing each other, right? Just kind of like, uh, you know, I water him, he, he's watering me just so we could grow together uh, with the honesty part. Um, and also how I make him feel. I want him to be very honest, like, you know, do I, you know, if he feels that, um I offended him in some way or I, I you know, or, or anything at all that whatever he feels negatively or even positively, like, I want to know about it. Just be honest and sincere about it. Um, so that's part of the honesty. Now, one of the things that I also think contributes to our relationship and to, I'm pretty sure, all relationships is having a deep, intimate relationship. Um, in my book, this is actually one of the most important ones for sure. So where and when shouldn't matter. Um, be curious, right? For those with kids like myself, be creative. Um, also, as part of intimacy and respect, you know, one of the things that uh, we have learned from each other is that I'm okay if he looks at other women with respect, right? And it goes the same way for me. If I look at men, I'm doing it very respectfully. It's not like, you know, he will be like, oh, you know, gee, look at that girl. No, he will be very respectful when it comes to those things. And, this, and the same thing with me, right? I, we have the same between the both of us that we're very open at admiring beauty, 
respectfully. And that's okay for the both of us. I am not going to make a scene in front of my friends or anything like that if, you know, if, if he looks at other women because I don't want to embarrass him. I wouldn't like him to embarrass me. But as long as we do it respectfully, that's key, huge key. Uh, so we've kind of learned to, to, to do that um, through these 17 years. And, and it wasn't easy, obviously, because I, I accept that, you know, I'm a very, very jealous person. And so when I used to notice those things, it was kind of like biting me, like, oh, my God, you know. But then again, I was like, you know what? It's just human nature, you know, that he's admiring. I think he will be okay if he admires. We actually talked about this many, many years ago. Um, and now we come to the conclusion that as long as we do it, we respect, very respectfully, it's okay. Now, speaking of respect, um, I also think that's super important. Respect overall is like, it's very tricky because in some relationships, everyone has different aspects in what respect is and, and what isn't, right? Um, and I think that you don't automatically know about respect until you really learn this concept together. In our relationship, for example, we respect each other in um, the decision-making process. So let's say, for example, whether it's with our kids, right? You know, we have decisions that we have to make, how they're going to be uh, raised and uh, the classes that they, they need to take, the, the activities that they have to have, how we raise them, how we reprimand them. Um, same goes with home projects. I may like these frames for my living room, but I always want to, I want to know his feedback. I want to know what he thinks. I want to include him as part of that decision-making. Um, same thing goes with any type of plans, like whether it's a vacation plan or over the weekend. I want to make, make sure that we both, and we actually both try to be uh, inclusive when it comes to that. Like we both want to speak about it, you know, whether it's good or bad or, you know, what, what uh, based on the plans that we may have for the weekend, you know, would it be a good idea? Is it good timing? Does he already have anything planned? Do I have already something planned? And so he's always kind of trying to communicate and respect each other and respect that he also has input as much as I do in the decision-making process. Other things are like when we express our needs and wants in the relationship, I want him to uh, show me, let's say, I'm giving you an example, like, um, I'm very loving when it comes to, you know, being in front of people, like, I will, we still hold hands to this day when we go out in public, and uh, let's say, for example, if I notice that he, you know, if I try to kiss him and he kind of turns away, like, I want to know, like, hey, what happened, you know, so I'm very expressive when it comes to those things, you know, just express what you want, what you need, why did it happen? Just always be curious to find out those, those, those questions, like the answers to those questions. Um, another sense of respect I feel that has helped us tremendously is just accepting the way that we are because we're complete, two completely different people with uh, different characteristics. We coincidentally happen to have the same backgrounds. We're both from Colombia. Uh, but we actually met here. And so, but both of our families have completely different dynamics, completely different beliefs and, 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 and different aspects of their lives that, you know, the way that he grew up is definitely not the same that I grew up. We're completely different in those sense. 
and um, just be mindful that um, that it's okay to be different. You know, we try to kind of learn from each other and through all this time, like we're still learning from each other, like, oh, wow, you know, I never knew you didn't like cherries, for example, in your ice cream and things of that nature, little things like that, you know. Um, and as well as um, part of respect also is just trying to understand, be mindful that we both need our times for ourselves, whether it is with his friends or whether it's with my friends. We have to kind of respect that time, even even if it's by by ourselves. Like I personally love to have time by myself and he respects that. I can really kind of like go into a room and kind of focus on, you know, just doing some type of meditation or, do, or, do, or writing or, or kind of work on something. I want to be by myself. He knows that he respects that and he'll take care of the kids at that time. And the same thing goes for me. If he wants to, uh, for, for example, play some video games, I'll be respectful to his time. Let him do his thing. Let me take the kids with me just so they don't bother him. He has his alone time for him. Um, so we've, we've definitely have done that a lot. The next one, for sure, it goes without saying, open communication. I think that this one has helped me with Juan in different aspects of our relationship. We um, have actually learned through time that it's great to express what we feel and how we feel. I'm very expressive and he's really not. So I have to kind of help him more with, with kind of trying to tell me like, hey, you know, a little bit more of how he feels. But it's all about assisting one another. Whatever he lacks, I got it. Whatever I lack, he has to also pick up the slack, right? It's just balance, really. And that's what it's really all about, just balancing each other out. Um, if I know how to cook and he doesn't really feel comfortable in the kitchen, fine, no problem. But he may actually pick up the iron and iron the clothes for me because I, I don't like ironing. So it's kind of like a balance, right? and creating that balance. I personally, we personally don't really do the 50-50 because it's just a partnership. It's a, it's a team effort. Just we look at it that way, really. Just balance, balance each other out. Another big one that I've learned with Juan along the way was don't ever assume or think that you read their mind, you know? Uh, instead of kind of assuming how they feel, what they think, why they did such thing, try to find out, ask, you know, hey, why didn't you, and, and this goes, I mean, all us women is like, you know, we call them, oh, they didn't pick up, okay, don't, I personally don't make a big deal out of it, he didn't pick up, maybe he's busy, maybe he's working, give it the benefit of doubt, he'll call me back whenever he's ready to speak, whenever he's available. And I want to find out, you know, I'll, he'll, he'll, he knows that I'll, I'll want to find out why, like, and he'll say, hey, you know, I was, and he'll be honest, you know, hey, I was busy, everything okay, yes, no problem, that's it. But I'll, I, you know, if you are ever curious of any, anything that goes in your mind, just find out why, just ask, you know, just have that open communication. There is nothing in this world better than having a peace of mind in a relationship. That's my intake to being in a relationship. There's nothing more beautiful than having a peace of mind and having and knowing that you can trust him as much and as much as he can trust you. You know, with that, you know, we also try to work on setting aside time to talk for that reason. 
uh, we're the type of couple that we will schedule time from our busy schedules, whether because I'm busy working and he's busy working or he's busy playing his soccer and I'm busy, you know, doing other projects, but we have to have at least a coffee chat. Let's go ahead and schedule some time for somebody to kind of watch the kids in the meantime and let's go out for coffee even if it's just for 30 minutes, but we have to have that conversation of like, where are we? Everything okay with you? How has it been work? How has it been everything? Like we kind of touch upon like the, the present and, 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 if, and we kind of just try to uh, pulse check on how we're doing at that current time. Ultimately, it's super important uh, for us. We actually take time apart with our friends. We are very vulnerable when it comes to those things like, I don't want him to tell me every single thing he did, but out of respect, you know, he will, he will tell me, Hey babe, you know, I have plans with my boys. We're going to go here. Do you want anything? No, no problem. Thank you. But he'll let me know where he's going to be, who he's going to be with. And that's it. I don't bother him during that time. I do not call him. I do not text him because all of this stuff that I mentioned has created so much trust in the long run that he already knows that. It's his, it's his decision if he ever was to mess up. The same thing as me. It's just, it's, it's our own decision, right? It's, a, it's, it's our own choice. And so we have learned to trust each other because during the beginning of our relationship, there was not much trust. And we had to kind of start from, from scratch, kind of like, okay, let's, that's one of the things that is lacking in our relationship. What are we going to really do to kind of help it get there? Being vulnerable has actually helped the whole trust uh, concept you know this one is not only not only allow us to learn more from each other but also kind of strengthen the bond of, of what we have you know just exactly how you feel what you feel like you're going through a tough time you know don't be afraid to let him know even if he if there's things in that vulnerability on that on that moment right there that he can't really do much about just listening can go a long way so being vulnerable, just kind of being open to how you feel, what you're feeling, what you're going through. That's like being an open book, really. That's, that helps a lot. It has helped us tremendously. I have to mention this. A lot of people, a lot of couples, you know, they definitely may have their own rules and regulations about the cell phone thing, right? You know, and I have been asked, like, Diana, do you check his phone? Uh, does he check yours? And I have to say, I don't. I don't check the phone. And the same thing goes for him. Like, he does not check my phone. Let me ask. So even though you're not checking the phone, you don't feel like you have to. But do you have access to check his phone? Like, you know, the password or what? Like, you have open access to it, but you don't necessarily do it. Exactly. It's a really good yes. question. Okay. See, and that so, I think that's very important to distinguish between the two because I always feel like like obviously I've not been in a 17 year long relationship by no means but I can see what has and hasn't worked in my relationships and it's always like there's a certain level of trust just by having access but mm -hmm. by having that access I might not need to go through your phone yeah having peace of mind is the most beautiful thing in that relationship he knows that I know his password because he'll give it to me. He, he says, listen, if you have to check my phone at, at any point, we tell this to each other, at any point that you have to access my phone for whatever it is, this is my passcode. And the same thing goes for him. Uh, Juan, this is, this is my passcode to my phone. But the trust has gotten so good 
during those 17 years that there's no reason to do that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, if if at any point, and, and he knows that if at, at any point we feel some other way, that's when we go back to the open communication, right? If I feel like, mm, you know, I feel like when I was, t- and I tell you this, like it has happened, like uh, we will be in the middle of dinner and he will check his phone. Now, we don't, ha- I don't have rules about that, but he knows that once we're eating, we're eating and we kind of, we try to feel the moment, right? Like be present in the moment when we're eating, we're eating, we're having dinner, we're discussing how our day went or whatever. But if I notice that he checks his phone multiple times while we're eating, it causes curiosity, right? Like to find out like what's going on. And that's when I will ask, everything okay? And then he will, you know, eventually will say, no, it's this and that or whatever. But that's just the open communication you have to have. And no, and I have to clear this out with a lot of people is no, it's not about, oh, you have them whooped or or he has you whooped or controlled. It's not that. It's respect. That's completely different. It's respect. And if you if he lacks respect, the same thing as me, if I lack respect at any time, the trust is going to be broken. The co- open communication is going to be broken. It's kind of like a domino effect. Everything else is going to fall through and everything else is going to start lacking. And so... We have, we, like I mentioned, is we have worked so hard because we've had really bad times. Like we've had medium time, times that we, you know, we really thought that and we thought that we were not going to last. And, you know, in, in moments that we were, that were, they were very rough. But just trying to, like having that open communication, how we felt. And that's when we learned, learn about vulnerability, about expressing each other's needs, like, you know, kind of like, Let's really sit down and talk, talk it through, you know, and, and it helps. It really, really helps. And lastly, you know, about trust also is like when we both make mistakes because we're not perfect, right? You know, every, nobody's perfect. If I make a mistake, I want to own up to it. You know, as embarrassing as it may be, you know, as, as egotistical as it may be, I, I, I have this is actually something that I'm still working on. It's like trying to own up to my mistakes. Him, not so much because he's very, you know, he owns it. Anytime, anytime that that ha- he owns it and good for him. Like I give him kudos for that, but I'm still working on it. Try to show mutual respect when it comes to boundaries. Like there's boundaries and we know that there's natural organic boundaries, right? And we, and we, everything is just tied together. Everything that I mentioned has really, it, it didn't happen on night, from night to day. It was hard work. It was nights of, of crying, nights of laughter, nights of communicating, nights of, or, or days that were not so bright, you know? And ultimately, like, I'm still learning from him. He's still learning from me. And obviously, you know, one of the things that kind of like, I think bring us together um, beautifully. It's just our two kids, right? It's like, wow, we created life together. How, you know, I never really imagined of doing that because I was the type of person I never wanted kids, you know, and he changed my mind about it. I mean, he definitely changed my mindset on that. And, and that's another thing that I admire from him for sure. I love it. Your guys' relationship is so beautiful. And I think you talked about so, again, I, 
have not been in a relationship even close to to the success that you've had in yours um as far as like lasting so long but I definitely see what does and doesn't work you know just observing other people and from my own experiences and I I think everything you said is is beautiful and so key it's all about respecting yourself respecting your partner like yes there needs to be love there and staying in love and but the willingness to communicate openly and honestly like speak up if something bothers you just being respectful of each other's time and like boundaries and feelings because even like if you have a wandering eye cool but like I'm not going to sit here and make you embarrassed that I'm checking someone else out like just everything you said is so important and key you know just being secure having that trust and that communication you feel secure in your relationship I think it's really beautiful what you guys have accomplished together thank you thank you goes to you guys like that i mean anything any partnership requires hard work and dedication and nothing in this life comes easy if it were then it would we would be in a completely different ball game um you brought up a lot of good points d in regards to the whole cell phone thing bit uh play my phone like the screen like being down and for some people like they could kind of perceive it as like I'm hiding something but I really am not it's just out of habit for me to do that do you guys do that or no no <laughs> I always I always have it face down always do you if I put mine face down I feel like I'm for sure like hiding but that's because my phone is on silent like all the time and like not even vibrate so like I have to have it face sometimes I won't know someone's even calling me mm-hmm. like so if I put it face down like I'm I'm never gonna know but I I do think a lot of people see that as like a a red flag yeah like I do it just out of habit because I'm just used to it I mean it's not because I'm hiding anything if I'm in a relationship with somebody like you know I'm comfortable enough you know if you want to grab my phone and look at something all right go ahead I mean, if you if you really, really need to. But to me, I feel like I, with somebody that I'm with, like I share so much with that person, for example, let's just say that, you know, I want to have a little somewhat of privacy for myself. You know what I mean? And I feel like my phone, like that's, that's like my own privacy. That's where I can talk to my friends without having, you know, without having to like, I guess, control myself on what I'm going to say, how it comes out. Like, my phone is just for me. If you want to look at it, go ahead. I don't have anything to hide, but don't touch my phone. The wondering eyes, like, come on. We're human, and, you know, we would be completely crazy to say, oh, I'm not looking, or, oh, I, I, don't, I don't have wondering eyes, because, hello, we all have wondering eyes. Yeah. whether it's the female to the male to the male perspective like it's okay to to look and and you know and appreciate you know how somebody else looks but you have to always keep in mind that you have to do it respectfully and gracefully like I don't I don't have an issue if you, you're gonna look you're gonna look whether you're with me or you're not mm-hmm. now how you go about it that's that's up to you if I feel like you're disrespecting me and you're doing it right next to me I'm going to give you the same type of energy back. Yeah. Don't get mad when I'm doing it. And I'm like, 
you know, slobbering a little bit because you just did that like five minutes ago. Everything is a balance. Sometimes we're going to, you're going to be stronger in one thing, but then I might not be as strong as you. And I feel like that's where the other person should kind of help you, you know, to pick up that, that slack, mm-hmm. so to speak. As far as the cell phone thing, also, I think, so you were saying how it's not 50-50 and whatever one is lacking, the other one picks up. And I couldn't agree with that more. Like, no relationship is 50-50. A relationship is 100-100. And if someday your partner can't give 100, you might have to give 130 because they're at 70 for some reason, you know? So it's always definitely a balance in a partnership. And that's what people don't realize, like, they want to have all these sneaky links and this and that and so worried about, oh, well, they're going to play me, so I'm going to play them first. And unfortunately, that thought process and that way of living is not conducive to having a happy, healthy relationship. Have that curiosity Mm -hmm. to want to try new things. Listen, you can be a good girl in the streets, but in the bedroom, it's okay to be a different type of person. Lady in the streets, freaking freak the streets. <laughs> yeah, that's why I even mentioned that. Honestly, in my book, that's one of the most important ones for sure. You know, for me, it's funny because, like, I I know you guys don't think I'm shy, so yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to. By say far, that, but, you're not. <laughs> but I am shy, so like, even with no, you're this, not. Stop, stop lying. Anyways, to me even with physical intimacy, it's like I if I'm not completely comfortable and secure in my relationship, like I'm not going to be secure with you in the bedroom, and I'm not going to be as open or outgoing in the bedroom. And I think you know that's hard for some people to navigate but I think it makes for me it makes sense because for me I can't be physically intimate with someone if I'm not emotionally and mentally intimate with them it's just so connected for me because of my values and morals yeah no and that's that's highly respectful hope that's for that's actually part of being in that relationship, getting there, learning from each other, whether it's your intimate relationship, because your intimate relationship is a whole different relationship as a whole. Like it, it's yeah. within your relationship, mm-hmm. learning from each other. What do you like? What don't you like? You know, what are you willing to be curious about and why you're not willing to, to, to do right. And that's also when it comes to communication, we, we actually, it's funny because we have, uh, we know of someone that, you know, that, uh, that's very uh tends to be frisky sometimes in the conversation and kind of heats up the conversation. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> and we love her to death. Shout out to her. We know who we talk about, Classitipa. But um he actually reminds me of Juan and I because we will send text as frisky as it could be. Sometimes we could even be in a family reunion and literally just text each other just for the hell of it, you know, even a sticker, an emoji or something, right? But he he spices things up. He really does. He helps so much. And, you know, hey, I mean, you can take it whichever way you want, right? Really, you know, and and like I I mentioned, you know, for those of us with kids, oh, man, oh, man, you know, I understand how how it is. It's so hard to kind of, you know, get down to it when you have kids running around. Maybe they they don't fall asleep on time and but just be creative. Ooh. 
just be creative for sure for sure for sure it helps it really does it's again and i stress it i can't stress this enough your intimate relationship is the i think is the one of the most important aspects of our relationship it really really is i feel like um part of the intimacy having that connection with your partner and in a sort of level like body image the way you perceive how you look with no clothes on also makes that connection like for you to be more comfortable with that person that you're with yeah yeah you know like if you are not feeling your body you're gonna feel that like your partner's gonna feel that type of energy Mm -hmm. you know and I feel like once you accept your body for how it is you love your body like it just changes everything it changes the entire dynamic of intimacy and that's something at least for me that I've learned like how to how to deal with obviously I there's there's things that I don't like about my body but I've learned to appreciate every single one of them and be like you know what this is me with clothes on with no clothes on and if someone's gonna love me they're gonna love me with it or without it like this is this is what you're getting take it or leave it um off topic Ralph just sent me a picture of him, Bridget, and Salma with Bridget in between them, and he said, you've been replaced. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, I'm low-key kind of (laughs) jealous. It's like, Ralph, get off my phone. (laughs) I wonder wonder where you got that saying. Hmm. What? You get off my phone? Get off my phone. A lot of people say that, Ali Bell. Thank you. But you definitely <laughs> contribute to it. But um, yeah, so Bridget and Salma spend a lot of time together, and that's fine. It's whatever. I'm not jealous. Are you jealous? <laughs> I, I wasn't until I just got this text message. Jeez. <laughs> I'm only jealous because Ralph's there, and I'm not. Let's be honest. He's the meanest girl of them all. He is. And he, he I'm going to text him back and be like, FYI, they'd rather it was me in the picture with them and not you. I did. Oh. I did. Jelly <laughs> when I saw Bridget with Salma at their dance. Thank you, my jigger. Yeah, they look like they have so much. So cute. But I'm like, I want to do that too. <laughs> you know, I would love to go one day. Like literally. And it will be, I was actually going to tell you both. Like it would be super cute if we. Just show up by surprise. It would be. It would be. I mean, you would have to bring your kids. Um, hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, he said facts when I said they would rather it was me there, not you. <laughs> I'm glad he knows. <laughs> they miss you. That shows that they miss you. I mean, Ralph misses me <laughs> because he's the Lord. one texting. <laughs> oh, he said, but it's my dream, not theirs. Whatever. He's really ruining my vibe right now. Thank you for listening to the Notorious OGs. We appreciate your support and all the feedback that we have received so far. Please join us next week when we will be exploring relationships within the family setting and friendships.